This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Homestyle Radio. Hello everyone and welcome to another... Ho, 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 Homestale app, event calendar, podcast, whatever it's called, I can't remember. Now, before we get started, let's see if I've received any letters today. Ah, yes. Okay. Let's see here. This one's from Jack, seven years old, in Hove, or as I like to call it, Ho, Ho, Hove. Now, uh, let's see here. Uh, dear Santa, uh, that, that's Father Christmas to you, basically. Uh, dear Santa... For Christmas this year, I'm not asking for a lot, so hopefully you can make my wish come true. My dad is a huge Brighton and Hove Albion fan, and has always dreamed of taking me along with him for my first game of football. Sadly though, in recent years, money has been a bit tight in our family, what with all the job losses and benefit cuts. I really think the austerity measures that the Tories have put in place have really hit the home counties hard. And I don't see the UK's economy improving anytime soon, what with a rotten Brexit deal lurking over the horizon. Anyway, I digress. My dad hasn't been able to go to any football games since Brighton and Hove Albion moved to the new stadium. The closest he's got was being given an inflatable Brighton and Hove clapper stick by a friend who works at the local borough's council household recycling dump. And even that had a puncture in it. So he's had to resort to clapping with his hands whenever he sees a goal go in on the teletext. Santa, the night before I wrote this letter, my dad put me to bed and told me that his only wish is to take me to see Brighton play Bournemouth on New Year's Day and that he's even prayed for it to happen. Excuse me. So please, please, if you could somehow please find a miracle in your workshop or maybe even inside your heart, excuse me, then please, please, could you arrange for me to be adopted as soon as possible? Perhaps I could even jump on your sleigh on the 24th. Whatever you could do, gratefully yours, Jack. I mean, it's just, it's just so sad, isn't it? Anyway, let's, let's see who's behind door number four. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So it's December the 4th. It's the Christmas Homesdale Radio Advent podcast, and we have Gareth Davies joining us. Welcome, Gareth. Thanks for joining, sir. Uh, good to be with you all. Good, good. Why, um, you had, a, we'll say, a brief career with Palace, where around about 30 performances in the... Um, in the mid to late nineties, but you joined from um, Hereford who were in division three sort of perennial struggle strugglers while you were there. Um, how did the move come about to palace? Um, well, in my early part of my professional uh, time at Hereford, I'd had a few clubs interested in me um, and things just didn't work out. I think clubs couldn't agree money with Hereford. Um, but at that time I was in the Wales under 21s as well. And uh, Peter Nicholas, who was at Palace at the time, having been a Welsh legend, um, was the, you know had the most capture a long, long time. He'd been watching games, and that's how the move came about at the end of my three-year contract, really, that I'd been at Hereford. Mm. And then you, um, you know, you came to Palace. This is going to sound really weird, so correct me if I'm wrong, because I was, I guess, I was fourteen, fifteen around the time that you joined. But I seem to remember in a pre-season friendly, um, people chanting your name and um, you responding by lifting up your shorts and showing a tattoo of a Welsh flag on your ass. Is that right? Um, <laughs> no, I, I, no, I didn't have it. I had nothing like that tattooed. I think because of the way I played, I always used to get a lot of stick from the opposition fans. So I had a, a crafty knack of mooning them all the time. So... So that was generally why people saw my bum cheeks, to be honest. <laughs> it was my polite, my polite way of saying, go and do one. Yeah, so like I said, I was, I was young and I remember seeing a bum cheek and maybe I've just, down the years, I've put a Welsh tattoo on your, on your bum in that time. So <laughs> there you go. Um, the reason, obviously, we've got you, to, uh, got you on to chat is um, you've kind of gained cult hero status at Crystal Palace for... Um, the 1997 playoff semi-final first leg against Wolves when um, that crazy last few minutes where it went from 1-0 to 3-1 in the blink of an eye and Dougie Friedman lofted the ball into the goal um, and <laughs> Jamie Smith, who would become a Crystal Palace player, was standing on the, the back post and you got up close and personal with him <laughs> after a, he had just scored for Wolves and Palace had regained the two-goal lead. So... Um, a lot of Palace fans, I guess, have wondered down the years. What what exactly did you say to Jamie Smith in that instance? I think because he, you know, he'd scored and rubbing in your rubbing your nose in it, he ran from one end of the pitch to the other because the away fans were next to the Homesdale back then, weren't they? Years ago, I don't know if they still are now. Uh, they've been moved um, to the other end now, yeah, but they used to yeah, be. Yeah, so it was a case of you little shit, you pitched <laughs> us up, yeah. So then. <laughs> You know, when the legend of Dougie goes and scores. And by that time, 
the gaffer had said, stick me up front because I'd run through a brick wall. And that's where most of my injuries had come from, really. It was the way I played. I played with my heart on my sleeve. Um, everywhere I played, the fans liked it that, you know, I always gave 100%. And um, I think when, you know, you're going up and you're chasing the game like that because you, you want to nick another goal because of the away leg coming, etc. Um, it was a case of when it hit the back of the net, I'm having you for running the lens of that pitch, <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to get one over on us. And uh, actually, I saw um, through my job, I saw Jamie the other week and uh, we were talking about it. And uh, he, I think only now that he's mellowing that he's forgiven me for it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, it was. Um, we had Neil Shipley on last season on the podcast, and we spoke to him about it as well. And we asked if Jamie got any stick at the training ground around it. I was like, did anyone ever talk about it? And he seemed to suggest that it got brought up all the time in training. Was that true? Well, I think again is because of the way I played. Um, I trained the same. I played the same. I was always passionate, so it was always like, go on get the Welsh werewolf in someone's face. So when he turned up, he, he got a fair bit of stick for it, you know, that uh, I didn't even speak to him. It was a bit of a bit of fun. Uh, his first day in training, totally blanked him, gave him the evils, really wanging it up. But I, it was only so long I could keep it up because I was a different person off the pitch. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as you cross that white line, um, and that's where, you know, my career was blighted with injuries because of, I was most probably that brick wall and the red mist, you know, the ginger ear was the red mist would come out quite regular with me. And, um, that, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And it's like, I, that's what my career was about. So not many, if I'd only played one game or 10 games, do you know what? I'd been a footballer, so you can let things get to you, but I, you know, I had some good experiences, met some great people and, you know, I think moving to a club like Palace, and I tell everyone this, and I'm not saying it just because, you know, I'm on with you now, that the Palace fans are unbelievable. And I came back the other week to see some old friends and um, even strangers coming up to you and speaking to you that you haven't, you know, never knew. But that's mm. what, you know, that area of Palace fans are like. And those South Londoners, you know, they took me under their wing and uh, and a few led me astray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a few ledger Australia. Any care to name anyone? Um, no, because you know what goes what goes on on in the pub stays in the pub. You know, <laughs> it, it and it was an era of having good fun, lots of drinking. Uh, mm. You you worked hard, you played hard, um, but made some great friends. And you know, and I saw ships the other week. Um, I came it, when I came down the other week. It was Jane Filler's uh, birthday. All um, oh, right, okay, and. Uh, you know, Jane had been with the club for years and years and years, and she's looked after so many players. You know, somebody like myself, rabid in headlights, coming from a rural part of Wales, you know, into into uh, the outskirts of London, and it's like, you know, she looks after you and your family on match days, and it was my re way of repaying her. But actually, Ships was there that night, and it was great to catch up with him because um, we we could tell a few tales, me and Ships, over the years. <laughs> I bet you could. Um, so obviously being the, being the Christmas advent calendar that we are, I've been given a list of questions that I need to ask you about this. So, um, we're starting off with which team did you support as a child? Well, that was Hereford, as you've alluded to, that that's where uh, Palace signed me from. It was just over the border, uh, from Wales and that was my first club and, uh, always wanted to play for them. Yeah. And who was, who was your idol as a kid growing up? Uh, my cousin, Kevin Sheedy. 
Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was born, uh, what, literally about 12 miles from where I live. Um, must come in the jeans, really. He was born into a pub and liked to drink, too. Um, <laughs> I just wish I had his left foot. But, uh, yeah, always wanted to be like him. You know, he was an unbelievable footballer, um, you know, and what a legend. And, uh, yeah, what he did for Ireland against England was even better. <laughs> um, I don't think we'll go into that one too much. <laughs> yeah, we won't speak uh, about the Euros either. No, let's just, we'll just leave that all alone. <laughs> um, you well, it was. I, personally, I, I think it's a shame that Wales didn't qualify. Like it was a, you know, it was there was some good camaraderie. I liked it, but you know, we'll we'll leave that one there. Um, yeah, so, well, I'll get the Euros. You have the World Cup, but no, and like Cookie being an ex-Palace boy, like you know, yeah. I work for the FAW as well. No, that's that's my job, and you know, get to see Chris now and again, and um, you know, he's a top man. Always was a top bloke. Uh, that's why he made a great captain at the clubs he was at and uh, it's a real shame because you know he's done so well with you know a limited group of players that he can pick from mm, that's I have no doubt I think he's done a great job there and um but I guess it does always help having Gareth Bow as well is always um <laughs> a big oh, without plus doubt. without doubt um funniest player you ever played with um, well, I've stuck it to a bit of a palace theme. Uh, I'd have to say David Tuttle. I can't tell you any stories. <laughs> you, you, you laughed at him rather than with him because <laughs> he wasn't the sharpest knife in the block, but some of the things he did was absolutely hilarious. But what a nice guy as well. And I must admit, my time at Palace was with some of the most fantastic people, not just footballers, but they were fantastic lads. And we had a great team spirit. Okay, so then the next on my list says the stupidest player. So does it does Tuttle fall in the same category? Well, he could have. But I didn't want to name him, but actually, it was somebody who he he, he was he was not bright at all. There was a young lad called Rory Ginty, and um, <laughs> young I'm Irish not, I, lad. The, re- the reason I'm laughing, Gareth, is because um, a couple of days ago, Palace fans were tweeting out um, Palace-related players with um, Halloween-themed names. And um, I went a little bit retro with mine and I said, Gory Ginty. And a lot yeah. of people didn't even know who he was. <laughs> so it's, it's really funny yeah. for me that you mention him now. <laughs> well, th- there was a couple of lads. There was a few of them who lived in uh, like club lodgings uh, with families because, you know, being abroad. And he was and he was only a young lad, you know, he was a young pro yeah. and everything. But I remember a couple of the lads telling me once that uh, they were always playing jokes on him. But he was absolutely fuming one night because eventually he found his bread that he bought in the bread bin. <laughs> he thought, and he thought that the boys had hidden it. But and it just in, the, you know, and that's that's how bright he was. He just, but what a talented young footballer! Great lad, another great lad, great fun. Um, but you know, yeah, not the sharpest knife. <laughs> uh, right. So next down the list, we have best TV show you've been watching this year. Um, I've got to go with Celebrity Juice. It's my sort of humour. Lots of smut, lots of filth, <laughs> and typical changing room banter. Um, mm. And yeah, that's my sort of standards. Okay, so moving away from Rory Ginty and David Tuttle, then who would you want on a quiz team with you? Um, he was as sharp as a button, was Ray Houghton. Um, he moaned so much. He, he was a pain in the ass. And I remember so many times telling him, actually, we played Millwall away and I gave given two penalties away. And I think Nigel Martin saved both of them. And he kept on and on and on at me. And I said, Razor, you, you say one more thing to me, I'm going to break your legs in training Monday. I swear I'll snap you. 
But it was one of those, I know all the way, there were sands on the pitch in the game. You come off the pitch, you shake hands. But if there was a man who was, he was clued in, he knew the game on and off the pitch. But yeah, his general knowledge in life, you know, very, very intelligent man, Razor. What was, what was the Millwall? Was that the 4-1 against Millwall when we won 4-1 there? 4-2, I think it was. And George Endar scored a ridiculous overhead kick. Yeah. Casey Keller and sort I of dropped into the goal. I remember swinging a few punches. It was about two minutes to go when there were fan, Millwall fans running on the pitch. And <laughs> back then, you could look after yourself. So, you know, you've got to give them a little clump or two, haven't you? Yeah, what, yeah similar. Especially Millwall but... fans. Especially, especially Millwall fans. Yeah, we've got um, Clint Hill on the podcast in a couple of weeks, and um, he's famous at Palace for in 2010. He stand off with the Sheffield Wednesday fans when he was trying to get off the field on the famous relegation battle on the last game of the season. So um, there'll be a Christmas theme here. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> um, favorite Christmas gift you've been given? Um, if honest, anything off my two boys. Um, got two boys now who are 14 and 16 uh my eldest one's uh an apprentice at shrewsbury town now so hopefully he's getting a trade in the game but yeah any gift from my two boys means the world to me yeah so that so you enjoy christmas time around your house with the lads yeah um luckily like i don't work at a club so working with the faw get christmas off um so it's really nice to spend family time and is it you cooking the christmas dinner um, bit of shared rolls. Uh, I like to try and drink and eat more than cook, drink and cook. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you your favourite Christmas cracker joke unless you have one for me because on my list it says that Chris has a standby list, but I, I, I don't have that list. <laughs> um, well, I put. If it, you'd have to read it and go, anyone want to swap bum jokes? I've got piles. <laughs> Well, there you go. Perfect. Christmas cracker jokes. Extraordinaire, Gareth Davies. And we're into the last few now. So, favourite Christmas film? Um, Home Alone. Yeah, good and Good they classic. Every year, but do you know what they're about? Sorry, say that again? Do you know what they're about, the Home Alone films? I don't. <laughs> it's, it seems very <laughs> weird that you just leave your child there. Um, well, we're coming... I'm joking. You- my 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 missus is um German and a couple of years ago I was at her house on Christmas Day and Home Alone was on TV in German. I didn't have a clue what was going on, even though I've seen the film that many times. But. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, best Christmas football match you played in or watched? Um I think played in would have to be when I was at Perryford versus Cardiff. And um, Cardiff fans have got that reputation and with England versus play playing Wales. Um even though being a you know, a proud Welshman um, you know, I had to play with my heart on the sleeve uh, for Hereford, and it was yeah, very, very passionate. And uh, yeah, just to say that Cardiff fans aren't the nicest fans if you're playing right next to them. Well, that's exactly. You mentioned Millwall fans further up as well. So when Millwall playing Cardiff, I hear that one's a good one as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and, I, and actually, when I was at Palace, I I uh, went on loans when I first went to Cardiff. And, yeah, and uh, we played Swansea away, and we weren't allowed any away fans then, and we won one nil, and that was one of the strangest feelings ever, actually. Mm. Yeah, so how do you how do you behave in that situation? Yeah, like I'm, normal, uh, wind them up. <laughs> <laughs> well, my first the first time I ever went to Cardiff was at Ninian Park in um, 
sort of around early 2000s, I guess. And it was right towards the end of when they were there. And I was there for a League Cup game and I, I think I was 17 and it was an experience to say the least. Um, <laughs> they, they didn't like us, that was for sure. <laughs> so, And then finally, we end on your worst Christmas football match. I think if you lose, that's as bad as it gets. So, you you know, it's that time of year where you don't, as a footballer, you don't get really get Christmas. Uh, but it makes it even worse if you you've lost if you've missed a drink and you've lost. Yeah, and I guess like now it would be disastrous, right? Having a family, being away from the family, and so on. It's not the sort of thing you want around that time of the year. No, but but you know, at the time, I remember um, you know Christmas Day was around uh, when I first moved there. We had a block of flats uh, run. The club had a block of flats in South Croydon, and uh, there was myself. Gareth Taylor, Mark Edworthy, and Peter Nicholas. We were all in the same block. So actually, it was quite nice. We had our own little family dues. Um, to be fair, most weekends were like Christmas with us lot. <laughs> oh, Gareth, I need to do a special Gareth Taylor dispensation message whenever he's mentioned for a few friends of mine because obviously he was such a big signing for Palace at the time. But obviously, it didn't quite work out for him at Palace. But you, you good friends with him? Yeah, I speak speak now and again. Um, I, I saw him actually a couple of years ago through work because uh, he's at Man City, and because uh, that my job with the FAW is uh, like a coach educator. I do the UEFA A and UEFA B license as a tutor there. So get to see quite a few boys over the years, to be honest. And like I was down at Palace the other week, um, other week um, when we did a number of months ago, perhaps uh, with Scott Gayet. I did, I was his I did his A license with him, uh, came down and it was nice to catch up with him and Rob Quinn. Um, and I know the club did a question and answer with Rob Quinn the other week, you know, with him working at the club. And um, yeah. I saw Richard Shaw as well. So yeah, the likes of Gaz, then, you know, it's great to catch up with people, you know, in the role I'm in. Yeah. Well, we had, um, uh, once a year we play Brighton fans in a charity match as um, uh, a Brighton fan uh, died in the Twin Towers back in 2001 yeah. and um, there's been a, an ongoing annual game that raises money for it and Rob Quinn's played in that quite a few times for us um, still the best player on the pitch when he plays he looks very assured at centre-back <laughs> so, he most um, probably runs as much now as what he did when he played <laughs> yeah well I don't know if your legs can still last 45 minutes mate you're more than welcome to come and join us for a game <laughs> uh, if, if you need a, a two minute cameo and you want somebody injured yeah, no problem at yeah. all just go and smash that guy over there. <laughs> Look, Gareth, that, thank you so much for joining us, mate. We'll end it there. And, um, you no know, problem. good luck with all the stuff you're doing with Wales. It sounds, it's really, I really like it when I hear that footballers are giving stuff back and um, especially coaching. I think education is really important. So good on you there. And, um, mate, we'll get you on for a longer interview at some point as well in the future. Yeah, no problems. And, you know, all I can say is thanks to all the Palace fans. They've always made me welcome, you know, and, uh, you know, treat me with a lot of respect. So, uh yeah, great club, great fans, you know, and uh, it's nice to go back now and again. Brilliant stuff. That's good to hear, mate. And we'll speak to you Thank soon. Thank you. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. And that's all for today, boys and girls. Oh, come on, it's no good crying about it. There'll be another episode tomorrow, you impatient little f- In the meantime... Please like and share this ho-ho-ho Homestel Radio Podvent calendar in order to help us raise more money for the Palace for Life Foundation. 
See you tomorrow. Merry Christmas. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.